Hi friends, this is Misty Phillip, founder of Spark Media. Welcome to the Spark Media Podcast Conversations. We thank you for listening. Please follow the podcast and make sure to leave us a review wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, what's happening everybody? Larry Roberts back at the Spark Media Conference 2022 right here at the Gaylord Opryland Hotel and Resort. We're here at part of the Spark Media Conference, and I'm joined with another Spark of the conference, Catherine Seegers. Yes. Catherine, welcome. Welcome. Um, welcome to you, too. I'm glad to be here. I, I See, this is my hometown, so okay. I can say welcome to you okay. as well. Okay, that's fair enough. I, I dig that. You know, we, we've kind of connected a little bit on the concept of hot chicken. <laughs> yes, we have. And, and so I'm yeah. a little distracted. I, I got to get back <laughs> into podcasting mode. Because... That's okay. This is the town for hot chicken, and it is awesome. I have had many a hot chicken in this city and outside of this city, and I love it. Love it, love it. That's awesome. I'm, I'm going to try some tonight. Yes. But I'm also going to try it with caution, thanks to your input. So yes, I would because you're going on a plane. Yeah, so. we'll, we'll leave that. We'll leave that right there. We we won't uh, talk yeah. about any kind of intestinal mischief. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So that could be coming your way. Yeah, we'll we'll see. So, anyways, so here we are at the Spark Media Conference. Mm -hmm. How's it been for you so far? I mean, here we are. We're about two thirds of the way through the second day. Yes, I'm. Absolutely loving it. I'm having an awesome time. I'm a writer. I've been to quite a few writing conferences before. This is my first podcast conference, and that's kind of where my uh, attention is and focus has been mostly in the last year. So it's nice to be at a conference that is intently focused on what I'm spending the majority of my time doing right now, which is podcasting. That's awesome. So what what made you make the jump from writing to podcasting? Well, I write for the Salem Web Network, uh, Crosswalk, I believe, Christian Headlines, Bible Study Tools. I've written for all of those um, outlets online. And I had a little podcast on my website. It was uh, for moms. My background is in theater acting. Okay. I spent a dozen years on the stage doing everything from from musicals to Shakespeare to comedy improv. Wow. I, I ran the gamut. I can see that. I can see that yeah. in the personality. I did. I did. And then um, the Lord called me to something much quieter, uh, motherhood. I spent... Uh, well, actually, that's not very quiet because I have five kids now. Um, started, five kids. Wow. Yes, we started late in life. I spent like a dozen years on the stage pursuing the career and doing all that stuff. And then the Lord called me to motherhood. And that spent, uh, you know, uh, birth and babies was like most of my 30s and well into my 40s. Not many, <laughs> not many mamas out there. I was the grandmama on the maternity ward, had a baby week shy of my 46th birthday. Wow. No lie. Yeah, it'll be wow. in the book eventually. So that that kind of happened. And, you know, it was kind of a quiet time where I'm ministering in my church, doing women's Bible studies. And then the Lord called me back out and started writing did this little podcast on my website and got, you know, in with the Salem Web Network. And then someone contacted me. I, I actually buddied up with a editor there. And I think she threw my name in the in the ring when they were looking for podcast talent. And they said, hey, she's got this little podcast over here. And, you know, my background, I did, you know, journalism classes as well as a lot of writing and, uh, you know, performance. And so they, they came over and checked it out. And they're like, hey, you want to do a podcast for us? And I'm like, yeah, why not? Wow. Why wouldn't I want to do that? You're going you're gonna to help market it and get it out there to all of your folks. And that was a much bigger footprint than I, I had at that time. And so we launched, uh, it's called Christian Parent Crazy World. It's a podcast about being a godly parent in an ungodly world. I am in the, um, the realm of Christian apologetics for parenting. 
So I tackle uh, tough theological and cultural topics for parents. Let me jump in there. Christian apologetics. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, that's a term that I'm not familiar with. Uh, apologetics, it comes from the Greek term apologia. It's to make a defense for something. So defending the faith. When you think of uh, uh, C.S. Lewis, mm-hmm. when you think of R.C. Sproul, when you see, think of N.T. Wright, uh, there are phenomenal uh, writers and theologians and thinkers out there that engage with ideas and help to defend the faith, help to explain what the Christian faith is all about and apply it to all of the issues that we deal with in everyday life, whether that's sexuality and gender, whether that is marriage, whether that is um, issues involving life, uh, issues involving freedom, politics, uh, uh, the plethora. We run the gamut. And then I also deal with a lot of theological topics that my my parents are are uh, interested in. How to really battle for your kids in prayer. What to do if your child... Uh, you, like I started off the podcast talking about how uh, the youth exodus. There are so many kids that are graduating from high school. You know, they've been taught by their parents all of their lives. They get into college and all of a sudden they're they're just bombarded with these secular ideas. And if they haven't really considered and walked through a lot of those things before, while they're still in their homes, uh, if they've been a little too sheltered or, you know, I homeschool, so that's still possible. If you're in public school, it's not really possible yeah, to yeah, shelter. Uh, although, <laughs> let me just say, it's all in the homeschooling circles as well. I mean, all of those same challenges uh, that all the moms in the public schools are having, I'm having with my kids as well. My kids are ages 17 to 5. and. Wow. So um, juggling all of that is a bit uh, challenging, but I absolutely love it. I've always, for as long as I could remember, loved the field of apologetics. I've actually, uh, my background, like I said, is in theater. I went to school, uh, got a bachelor's in communications as well as a master's in communications, uh, focusing on um, performing arts. And now I'm going back to school for a master's degree in Christian apologetics. Better help my, my parents and my audience to help explain these really tough cultural and theological topics uh, so that they can pass those ideas to just really boil them down and simplify them so that my listeners can just have some really practical tips on how to to teach their kids and train them well so that they're not like completely shocked when they get there out, out there on their own. They've had these conversations while they're in the home and they're hopefully have a very open relationship with their parents because they're going to get challenged out there. They're sure, going to get bombarded. Sure. We are in by far the minority. If you if you hold a biblical worldview, I think only six percent, six percent of Americans right now have a biblical worldview. I just did a podcast. I'm in a series on truth right now. Only 48 percent of evangelical Christians believe in objective moral truth. 48%, 43% of born again Christians. There's a bit of a distinction there. Sure. But we're we're living in a postmodern world where we're past truth. We don't even believe that objective truth exists. So I, I try to help uh, my listeners figure out how to explain these kind of tough concepts to their kids and to understand them themselves, you know, because they're busy parents. I'm, I'm the same way. I've got 12 loads of laundry <laughs> that are not folded, <laughs> sitting in front of my fireplace right now, and my carpet looks pretty bad. Um, and, you know, so we need to find ways that we can learn this stuff while we're on the go, driving kids to soccer and baseball, because i got four kids in competitive sports and one one in ballet. So I really relate to my parents. I'm not past this, despite the fact that I'm 
I'm kind of getting towards empty nester age. Yeah, I yeah, got a yeah. five-year-old. Yeah, you got a five-year-old. I cannot fathom that because, I mean, we're yeah. very, very similar in age here. I turned 50 this year. Yeah. So my, <laughs> yeah, yeah. my, my kids are 30 and 27. There you go. So, <laughs> I know, and I am 50 with so, a five Yeah, I sit back and I go, if I had a five-year-old right now, I don't even know what I would do. I can't fathom it. I, so well, I, a, I, my that's... hat's off to you. I commend you on your efforts here. Well, this thank you. Well, that was a God thing. We were done, D-U-N done. Uh, after our third, I turned 39, and I thought, hey, only crazy people and celebrities have babies in their 40s. I'm neither, a, well, I'm a little crazy, but I'm not a celebrity. <laughs> so, <laughs> no, no, we're done. And that's a that's a, another interesting story I told that, you know, I wrote an article once, should God have a say in the size of your family? And, uh, you know, I was of the opinion that I had a better idea than God for a long time. But he, he Don't we all? Yeah, he <laughs> I started having all these dreams of a little boy when I was forty two. Wow. And seriously, I was going to my twenty year college reunion and I finally I was like, Lord, what's that about? And he's like, You were done, I wasn't done. You want to get on my plan or not? And I'm like, not really. Um, but I do call you Lord, so I guess I better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so it was an act of, it took about six months to get me to that place of surrender. I told my husband on the way home from my 20-year college reunion that I thought the Lord wanted us to be open to expanding our family. I got to ask, what did he say to that? Uh, he thought, uh, total left field. No, no idea that was coming. I sure you don't want to keep praying on it. <laughs> I said, you go pray on it for five. I did, and this is something I'm not, women aren't in general very good at. I didn't say a word for like five, six weeks. I'm like, you just go pray on it. See what God says to you. Because, I mean, ultimately it wasn't up to me, you know, by myself. You've got to, that's a joint effort. Sure. Obviously, I don't sure. need to explain how that yeah, happens. I, I figured that out early on, how that worked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Some people have asked me, do you know how that happened? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah. So, and then he came back with the same answer, and I'm like, okay, so well, let's see what happens six weeks later. I'm pregnant with that little boy. So, wow. Yeah, it's wow. a great— That's and, an amazing story, though, on all Oh, I kept going because there was a chapter two. While I'm pregnant with him, I started having dreams of a little girl, and I'm like, yeah, that's what I said. You didn't see that. He just did a double take. That's what I did. I'm like, God, seriously, one? If, I'm like, God, if you want to do it twice in my 40s, just put them both in there at once. Because yeah, let's just have twins. Can we just knock this out at the same time? That's what I said. Yeah. No, he didn't want to do it that way. Okay. It was a much bigger story. We actually ended up, when I'm holding my son, I'm holding my son, looking at this human being who would not exist were it not for God's voice. Yeah. I said, okay, God, I don't want to say no to you again. Your plan is better than mine. I know it's hard. I know it's difficult in my 40s going back to baby town twice. But I'll say yes. And then we ended up losing one mm. on Thanksgiving Day 2015. During Thanksgiving dinner, literally, I started having wow. a miscarriage. Wow. And the Lord just mo just mobilized me. I have an episode on this uh, if for any parents that are going through any kind of loss and looking for redemption. And I just, the Lord, you know, I grieved. And then I got a little angry. I'm like, okay, you promised me this. We're, you know. And so I perse we persevered in prayer and we prayed. And I kid you not, the day that the baby was due, we named her Hope. The day that Hope was due, we found out we were expecting Evangeline Faith. Wow. And um, yeah, it, it was you a rocky like you're getting a little emotional right now. Well, it, it was. Yeah. I mean, I just, when I look at, you know, it's like if you're writing a story, God wrote, writes the best stories. Yeah. And uh, it's one thing I love about podcasting because I'm, you know, 
old school storyteller because I started out in acting. So, yeah. and now I'm in apologetics. So I bring all of that. It's a little more colorful than maybe some of the other podcasts uh, people might have listened to, particularly in the field of apologetics, because I'm an actor. Right. Um, but at the same time, I, I tell these stories and share with my listeners how you can, per- you know, that one was all about persevering in prayer and battling for your kids in prayer and and seeing miracles come to pass. And I've seen it uh, happen in my own family. Yeah, you most definitely have. Man, mm-hmm. that is an amazing testimony. Yeah, yeah. And she, she just turned five, and she's a little singer. She's, you know, and my my uh, seven-year-old, he's a little baseball player. And I'm just so grateful that, you know, I, there are times when I look at my life, and I, you know, I I'm, was just meeting with a pastor or church, and he's my age. And, you know, like you, he's got, he's an empty nester. Yeah. And I'm like... <laughs> I'm going to be like with a walker going across graduating. That sounds gym. like a cool concept, maybe. Yeah. Know, but no, you know, everybody's got to, we got to go the path that God has for us. 100%. And I know that this was his plan. And one of my passions, hopefully, and one day it will happen, that I'm I'm supposed to write uh, a book on the marginalization of motherhood in our culture. That is something I'm very passionate about. I didn't want to be a mom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a big joke. Yeah. Uh, my father-in-law bet me a quarter on my wedding day that we would not, we, that we would be pregnant, we would have a baby in the first year. And I laughed and I said, we won't, we won't have a baby in the first decade. Fast forward nine years, 364 days. <laughs> Don't tell me God doesn't have us to do her. Yeah, one day before our 10th anniversary, we gave birth to our first child, first child, and then the the four that followed. And yeah, it's an unconventional story. Everybody's got an unconventional story. We've all got a great story because God's, look at scripture. God's stories are just so brilliant and beautiful and unexpected. And yeah. babies, you know, finding out you're having babies the, the day that the other one was due. And just, it's so beautiful. And that one was a rocky road. I started abrupting, spent the last month in the hospital. It was, it was a... That looked like a crime scene episode at one point before we had her. But, you know, she got here safe and she was perfectly fine and God is faithful. And and so I talk about all this kind of stuff in my podcast. We defend the faith and I help parents uh, be prepared to to really be a godly influence in their kids' lives. And um, really train them towards godliness themselves. That's amazing. Such an amazing story. And there's so much there to unpack. I mean, this was uh, this was. This was a, a, a very moving story in a very short amount of time. So you're very polished at what you do. Oh, well, so I can you. imagine that your podcast is equally as polished. Yeah, I do. I do polish it up. I write a script, but then I kind of freeform a little bit because I'm an improviser as well. I, that's one thing I really love doing was uh, being on the stage. I love doing comedy improv. And, yeah. so there's some humor. There's laughter. There's tears. We've got a little bit of it all. That's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> Well, before we wrap this up, tell everybody once again what the name of the show is and where they can find it. It is Christian Parent Crazy World, uh, and you can find that. It's on life. If you look up lifeaudio.com, that's the host website. Of course, you can find it on my website. It's Catherine Seegers. That's Catherine with a C, C A T H E R I N E, Seegers, S E G A R S, dot com. You can find all of my content there as well. But Life Audio is the parent company that hosts my podcast. And um, you can also find it on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and um, Pocket Casts, Christian Parent Crazy World. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Catherine, thank you so very, very much. I'm glad that we had this opportunity together. And I've enjoyed all of our other conversations as well. And, of course, I'm sure I'll be thinking about you tonight as I take that first bite of the Nashville hot chicken. Let me know how that goes. Yeah, I'll have to reach out. Oh, it's the best stuff in the world. Love it. (laughs) Thank you so much, Catherine. You're welcome. Take care. 
Introducing a God Shift podcast that empowers Christians to overcome adversity and fully experience the power of God so they can shift from disruption into greater possibility. If you are looking for hope on the other side of what you're going through, go to Apple Podcast right now and listen to a God Shift podcast.